to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight, we got Rob. Nah. I mean, hi. It's me, Rob. Uh, hey, we got Devin. It's me, Devin. I'm here. All right. Uh, now, Devin, I know I, I know you said it's been a while uh, since you've seen these, but tonight we're going to be talking about the, uh, the Maze Runner uh, movies. And I guess technically the books. Um, me and Rob, we sat down, we watched all of the Maze Runner movies yesterday. Uh, I would now, just like to go on record and say that Rob can force Webby to watch, can get Webby to watch three movies back to back, but I can barely get Webby to watch two episodes of anime back to back. Uh, it was the other way around. I, yeah, yeah. It was the, I had already watched the first one, which Rob had already seen. And then I was like, well, you haven't seen the second or third one, so let's just sit down and watch those. It was me getting Rob to watch. Rob's not a huge movie person. Uh, nope. Like, for whatever reason, like... Which is really weird to me. It is strange. To me, it's strange, too. Like I, like, I have no problem getting Rob to sit down and watch, like, four episodes of, say, Bones back-to-back, which are 45-minute episodes. But... I, I don't know. You, you seem disinterested when it comes up, like the the option to watch a movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just is there any particular know. reason why? It's mostly because like TV shows have more stuff to them. Like there's more like Depth. stuff to watch, whereas a movie is like an hour and a half and then it's just done. It's like oh, okay. But I mean, movie does like that. That's a pro and a con. Like, I mean, if a movie has, like, does its job, you 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 leave that movie feeling fulfilled, and you don't have to sit down and devote like because there's realistically like you can't you can't have like fifty shows you're watching at the same time. You know, if, if you're looking at like hour long shows, there's no way you can watch fifty shows at the same time if they're like long long shows. And by length, I mean like just in general like runtime and in just episode number. Like, I mean, so sometimes it's nice to kind of sit down and watch a movie or two movies because it's like, yeah, I can just sit down and watch these movies and then it's just, it's on to the next experience and I'm done. I can go to the next thing. Right. I'm not tied down for five seasons of a show. Yeah, but I can watch a couple episodes or even just one and then stop. I'm not tied down either. Right. Which I, okay, I get the logic there, but I mean, that same logic, I see, I would feel. I feel worse watching three episodes of a show and then walking away, knowing there's more than <coughs> sitting down for an hour and a half watching a movie and being like, all right, that was good. I'm done with that. And I think that's it. I, like, think I'm, I don't I'm, have to go back to. I, I think I'm, go back to. I'm really 50-50 on like... Whether, I like, like The thing is, I like going back. It's like, okay, well, there's more to this show. It's like, oh, it's not just one and done. Like, I can think about it or what's going to happen. And then anticipation, blah, blah, blah. It's, I don't right. know. I just... I feel like TV I mean, shows have like, more to them. I I, I like that. both. I get that. But like, like, but I also with, feel like everything doesn't need to be a TV show. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of things that don't need to be TV shows. There are a lot of things that don't need to be movies. Like the like Constantine needs the original movie should have been a movie. It should have been like an HBO TV show. Uh, it specifically should have been an HBO TV show. Um, like what they're doing with Peacemaker now. Yeah, like yeah, like Peacemaker as a movie wouldn't have worked, but like as a show, it makes sense. So like certain things that make sense. I think both mediums have their pros and their cons. But I mean, as far as getting up and walking away, I don't away feel from- like I'm turned away. I turned off because of or like dis. I, I find I don't find myself being less disinterested because it's a movie over a TV show. Yeah, and I'm not saying you should be. We're different people. We have different dis- well, likes no, and dislikes. No, I, get what, I get what you're saying. Like, Rob, I understand that. I'm not saying you should like saying I'm liking. I'm just saying, like, just for me, that logic is not, like, weird. It's just, like, that logic. It's, like, I get what you're saying, but, like, I guess the flip side could be said the same back and forth. That, well, that makes sense. Like, as, for the same reason you don't like this, you can like you like that and vice versa. As right. far as getting up and just walking away from a show or whatever, I'm really 50-50. Like, there are nights where it's like, you know, we usually try to watch a couple episodes of Bones or whatever, and, like, it's usually around the time that Matilda starts getting comfortable and falls asleep on the couch. It just, that just happens to be the ongoing joke. But right around then is usually the time of night where it's like, I'm ready for bed, so, like, I'll shut off the TV after an episode. But, like, last night, I know I had told Rob, I was like, hey, you know, this is probably going to be the last episode. I got physical therapy, blah, blah, blah. And it left off on a cliffhanger that I was like, nah, we got to watch another one. I need to know what happens. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm very 50-50. It all depends on the episode whether or not I, I, I would want to leave off and I feel okay just getting up and walking away from the TV, from a TV show that way. Um, right. like, I get that. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've been more disappointed um, by unfinished or whatever TV shows than I have been uh, I, movies. I just I, I, I consider both TV and, and movies as like just the visual media as a whole, and I, I enjoy right. both. That's what they are. I enjoy them both, but I really, like, I, I guess like applying Rob's logic of being like you know there's there's more to build on to 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 a TV show. I just feel like over the years of me like absorbing both mediums, I've been let down more by getting invested in shows than I've been, I guess, getting invested in movies. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I get invested in a show and then they just cancel it out of nowhere. I get invested in a show and then it just starts sucking out of nowhere. I mean, that, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? That brings me to well, a question I mean, for you: You can't cancel a movie, so that's kind of like. Not comparable. not true. Not true. They did cancel the Divergent series. Um, they made the first two, and they canceled the third one. That was a disappointment. Um, I mean, yeah. So I mean, and to be fair, I think the fourth Maze Runner is canceled um, permanently. I didn't know there was supposed to be. Yeah. I thought there was only supposed to be three. No, there was supposed to be a fourth one, but they, I, this... but I mean, the, the third one ends where the books end, so I don't understand. I, why I, I'm aware. I'm aware, but I mean, they were going to make a fourth Maze Runner, and then they wanted. Well, to I mean, that explains why it was canceled because it would have been like crazy garbage. But okay, well, no, it was supposed <laughs> to be a prequel. It was supposed to be a prequel to like the books themselves, because there's supposed to be a prequel book coming out hmm. at some point. So that's what it was supposed to be, but that got axed, which is fine. Well, um, I, speaking yeah, of axing like things, I do I have a quick question. Which came out around the same time as all these movies. Yep. Uh, 
So I noticed that the uh, the, the pilot uh, uh, for How I Met Your Father was on Hulu. Yeah, I haven't watched that. And they currently have, I believe, three episodes out. Are they continuing yeah. that, or I did they ask that? I think they're continuing it. I also don't really care. Um, <laughs> but you really like yeah. the How I Met Your Mother show. I know. I I just don't see me liking How I Met Your Father. I, I, from what I've absorbed about the show, I'm just like, yeah, no, I, this didn't need to exist. And I and like I like Hillary Duff as a person. Like she like she's fine. I I just I I don't need it in my life. <clears throat> and so far, there's only three episodes. There is supposed to be a fourth episode, which comes out in February. Oh, all right. So yeah. All right. All right. Well, from what I've seen in the How I Met Your Father, like it doesn't have the same charm as How I Met Your Mother. And I just, like, well, no, they're it. trying to recreate something that was successful, and and like you said, right. it was just you know. But right. I don't know. Oh, what is with my computer? Oh, okay, that's a moon, not a sun. Never mind. <laughs> not a sun. I was like, it's telling me it's partly sunny. No, it's just that's a crescent moon. I'm an idiot. <clears throat> All right. Um. All right, so Maze Runner. I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to watch this every every time I, I flip through Hulu to go, you know, put on Bones or whatever. I always see the third Maze Runner movie, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna watch that one until I've seen the other ones. So I finally hunted down the first Maze Runner movie, and I watched it yesterday. And then Rob had walked by when he woke up because I started watching before he woke up, <clears throat> and he had told me that he had seen this one. So I forced him to sit down and watch the other two. Um, and he had read the books, so he had insight. And he was, throughout the, the movie-watching process, he was kind of telling me, like, oh, this is different from the books, this is different from the books, blah, blah, blah. So we're not going to go, like, a, a standard breakdown of our, our normal movie, like, step-by-step, because step, there was three movies. But we're going to give you kind of the general gist of what happens and then Rob if you can remember just kind of tell us like some of the differences especially the major ones uh, that happen between the movie and the book and I know you had said something yesterday about how the differences that they made for the movies you understand why they did it and you, and you actually like it better that way uh, so maybe if you could elaborate on that for the listeners because it's not very often I feel like somebody who's read the books gives props to the movie saying, oh, I, I appreciate the changes that they made here for this reason, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, sometimes I mean, I, sometimes converting a book to a movie is very hard because there's a lot of like internal dialogue that you can't just have on the screen because it's not going to be eye-catching, you know, to have... 45 minutes of inner dialogue in a movie, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say I still think the books are better, but I understand the changes they made and think for a movie that it was good. a good choice. Is. But the, okay. I still will think the books were, were better. All right. Well, <laughs> we start off the first movie with uh, the main character, Thomas, played by Dylan O'Brien, uh, just getting shot up in an elevator. Uh, like not shot, but like he's like going up in an elevator. He's in there with some supplies and a pig. Uh, and then when he reaches the top, there's a bunch of other kids his age, um, all all 
boys. That's important to note. Uh, that kind of help him out. They call him Greeny. They give him a, one of them gives him a hard time right from the get go. Gully. I end up fucking hating Gully. Uh, and then like they're in a place called the Glade. I think is what they call it. Yeah. And uh, it's essentially like them camping out. Like they have like little wooden huts. They have some hammocks and stuff. And they've been getting they get supplies once a month that usually has a new greenie with them. And then they do the whole breakdown of here are the rules for the Glade. There's, you know, Albie, who's pretty much the guy in charge, breaks down like, oh, you don't go into the maze unless you're a runner. Uh, And this, that, and the other thing. And the whole time, Thomas is very, very inquisitive. He's very curious about everything, especially the maze. Um, A bunch of stuff starts happening. And Gully just blames Thomas ever since Thomas, ever since you showed up, blah, blah, blah. This has happened. This has happened. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I believe it was Mino and Albie that end up running into the maze to go do something. Uh, Albie ends up getting, oh, because Ben, another of the uh, runners, got stung, I guess, uh, during the day by a griever. And when you get stung, like the madness takes hold of you and you end up like getting infected and going mad and crazy. Um, that happened to Ben. And I guess this is where like one of the first big different, well, they say first big difference happens, uh, on this website that I'm reading. Uh, but I guess in the movies, it, when Ben attacks Thomas, it's Newt who hits Ben upside the head with a shovel to knock him out so they could restrain him. Mm-hmm. But I guess in the books, Albie shoots him with an arrow. Yeah. Um, does he kill him in the book? I think so, yeah. All right. Because, I mean, ultimately they end up killing him in the movie too, but what they do is they end up exiling him where they end up forcefully shoving him back in the maze while it's... Oh, no, they, they did that in the book too. He must have, like, shot him and then they, they healed him as best they could and then shoved him out the door. Alright. Unless it was two different people. It's been a while since I've read the book, but yeah, that also happened to at least somebody in the book. Um... Anyway, so Thomas, like, he doesn't remember who he is at first, and I guess that's a common thing. And it takes them a couple days to remember their names. And that's usually the only thing they can remember about their previous lives. But Thomas has been having like these dreams. And finally he gets into like, they're having like a celebration type thing at night and him and Gally get into like a wrestling match almost. And Thomas gets put down pretty hard. And then he instantly remembers his name. Um, Oh, let's see. I don't remember why Mino and Albie go into the maze. Uh, oh, Albie went because they were retracing Ben's steps. He wanted to know why he got stung during the day. Because the Grievers aren't supposed to be active during the day. Mm. Uh, so things were changing. Um, and then they were all waiting for... Uh, Mino and Albi to come back at the at the gate of the maze, and as it started to close, they saw that Mino wasn't going to make it back with Albi because Albi was stung, so he was pretty much having to carry him. 
And that's when Thomas ran into the maze. And at this point, no one had ever survived a night in the maze. So Mino and Thomas were trying to hide Albie because now they started hearing grievers in the maze. And Thomas had the idea of like hanging them up in this, this, this wall of Ivy using the vines and just hoisting them up. Yeah. The same thing happened in the book. Uh, and then they started being chased by this griever and they started outrunning it. And then finally Albie or um, Mino saw one of the walls, one of the mazes shifting. So one of the walls closing and Thomas waited to purposely lure the griever in to get it killed. And that's where they ended up getting like the, I think it's like the eye socket type uh, thing. Um, and from there, they, they start exploring the maze further and further. They deduce like the seven on the side of the eye socket means that he was from section seven and that section seven shouldn't have even been opened yet. And this, that, and the other thing. And they end up finding all these doors that open up with the eye, like proximity wise. Um, None of that happened in the book at all. <laughs> oh, how how did they end up finding their way out in the maze, out of the maze in the book? It was like a giant puzzle that Thomas ends up solving with Teresa's help. Uh, but yeah, so they ended they ended up like figuring out that the sections were numbered because none of them had ever seen the numbers on the walls before until Thomas found one. Okay. Uh, and the griever in the that they were fighting at night, he and, and that in the book, he ended up luring it off a cliff, so it like fell off a cliff. Chased, like chasing after him, and he dove out of the way, and it fell off a, like a huge cliff. Huh. Uh, but they figured out too that the maze kept moving, like because the mappers were mapping it out. Like they would run, and then they try to remember what it was. And they had this place called the map room in the book where they were like mapping the maze, and it would change on certain like every couple weeks or whatever it would change. And they were trying to learn the patterns. Uh, but yeah, which at this time Mino had already figured all that out. Because they had that map room and they, they they knew that it changed, and that they had numbered areas, but they didn't know what the numbers were until they got that piece in the movie anyway. Until they got that piece of the griever, uh, then him and Mino went in, realized that the 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 maze changes with the proximity of that thing. Uh, they figured that was their only way out, so. They were going to go and try to get everybody to go all at the same time. But when they got back, I think it was like the next day. Um, oh, Teresa had showed up at this point, too, by the way, who her only word coming up was Thomas. So then they just had Galley just had one more thing to connect to Thomas, you know. Um, and like I said, in the books, she was psychic and could speak to Thomas and his thoughts, but that never came yeah. up in the movie at all. Yeah, there were several of, psychic people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, none of that happened in the, in the book. The I mean. um, but she came up with two serums, like two injections. One they gave Albie, which cured him. Um, and then gave him his memories back. But then the Grievers attacked the camp. And they ended up breaking off one of the stingers of the Grievers, Albie did. And then Albie got taken, and Thomas stabbed himself, and then told them uh, to do the injection to him because he needed to remember. Yeah, he did kind of the same thing. I mean, they didn't steal the stinger. He just went and purposely got stung by one. 
so that he could remember. Um, I do remember them attacking, like, they all, there was, like, a, a main, like, clubhouse, and I remember them reinforcing that, because the, oh, because the doors stopped changing when she came up. They stayed open all the time. Yeah. Because during the night, the, the, the maze walls would close, but they stopped when Teresa got there. Yeah. So the Reavers could get in at night. <clears throat> yep, which that happened in the movies, too. They, they, they secured the main hall. Um, but then the Griever ended up going up on top of the roof feeling for the support structure of like the central pole and then stabbing through the roof and ripping the pole out from underneath itself. So it caved in the center of the building. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so after, after that attack galley, there was like some, there, there, there was some argument here because, Thomas broke the rules by going into the maze. They had very uh, very set rules about everything. Thomas broke it by going into the maze. But at the same time, Thomas also helped save Albie's life. So they were all kind of conflicted on what to do. So second in command falls to Newt when Albie's not around. And so Newt decided that he was going to put Thomas in the in the pit for one night without food. And then that was bef- that was the day before him and Mino went running the maze to find a way out. Um, then Galley kind of usurped the tribe, I guess, and um, Thomas and Teresa were put in the pit eventually, and they were going to be left as sacrifices for the grievers. In hopes that they, if they sacrifice Thomas and Teresa, then they, the Grievers wouldn't would just leave them alone. Uh, they could go back uh, to just living. That's logical, right? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't remember that happening in the book, so I don't know. I don't remember if that happened or not. Yeah, I do um, remember Newt did put him in like they did put him in a thing for the day without food. Yeah. They were kind of like lockers or whatever. Uh, not lockers, but like small like things that were like I don't know. Yeah. They were they were outside but they were like they're almost like like cattle like pig pens or something, but they were like metal uh, kinda I don't know. Yeah. Um well it was at this point they're dragging Thomas over and like it was a big ploy like cause some of the ones, you know, Newt and Chuck uh and Frypan that they were they were in on, on this, but when they went to go hang Thomas up on the post, uh, Thomas took their weapon, knocked out the two guys holding him, cut Teresa down, and then the rest of them kind of held weapons up. And a vast majority of this, gla- the rest, the rest of the, oh, sorry, I have the hiccups now. A vast majority of the people left in this glade decided to go with them into the maze and trust that this was the only way out. Um, and essentially the rest of the movie is them running through the maze. They, they, they end up finding some grievers and fighting them. Uh, but they end up going to the same spot where that door scans them. And then it asks for like a command password type thing. So Thomas (coughs) took a shot in the dark saying that it was probably the order of of the, the maze opening up uh, that Mino had found previously. So Mino, you know, spouted out the order 
that they figured out, and that was how they unlocked this door. And when they all went through the door, and the Groovers got crushed by fucking walls that closed in on them, um, they were left in a hallway, and then they came up to a door that just said exit, and when they went through, it was just a bunch of dead scientists. They got the recording from the doctor, uh, so, Ava, I think her name was. Um, that part is all different, too. The part in the book where they do end up running through the maze, but previously, Thomas had found where the Grievers disappeared. It looks like they just rolled off a cliff and vanished. Because, like I said, in the book, things are more technologically advanced than they are in the movies. Um, so there's a, like, at the edge of the cliff where the, the Grievers disappear is a portal <clears throat> that's invisible. Um, so they basically have to take a leap of faith and they jump through and they find where the Grievers are, like, being recharged because they're, they're mechanical. Uh, and then they go through to the exit door. But it doesn't have anything to do with a password or anything. It's, it's a, a, it looks like a, an empty cliff. But right. if you jump, you, they had to jump through it, and it was a portal to the place where they are now. Uh, so the recording that they found from Ava, who's like the head doctor research lady, uh, explains that the that the planet was devastated by a massive solar flare, uh, followed by a pandemic of a deadly incurable virus called the flare that affects the brain. Um, this is where we learn that the glade the the kids in the glade appeared to be immune to the virus. Um, they're part of an experiment studying the way that their brains worked as a resistance to the virus. Uh, at the end, the woman in the video shoots herself as the lab is being attacked by men in military-style weapons. Blah blah blah. Um, as he's walking over to, because he sees where uh, this supposed Ava woman was. Uh, Galley shows up infected with a gun and he insists that everybody has to stay in the maze. He's pointing the gun at Thomas. Uh, he goes to shoot him and as he shoots him, Mino throws a spear impaling Galley in the chest and Chuck jumps in the way of Thomas and ends up taking the bullet. Um, as this happened, masked military men come in, grab all of the survivors, and start pulling them away towards a helicopter. They literally have to rip Thomas from Chuck. Um, and then the last thing that you see uh, is Ava saying that the experiment was a success. And that the survivors were now going to enter phase two. Um, let me see. Down here. Some of these might have already been said. But on the wiki it says differences between the novel and the film. For the first movie anyway. Uh, in the book, Teresa is delivered to the Glade the day following Thomas's arrival. But remains unconscious until Thomas, Mino, and Albie survive the night out in the maze. Uh, mm -hmm. In the movie, however, Teresa doesn't become unconscious following her arrival because she isn't delivered until after the night out in the maze. Uh, the cliff doesn't exist in the movie. Instead of luring them off a cliff, Thomas and Mino kill the griever by having it get squished by a wall. Uh, in the film, Wicked is spelled W-C-K-D. Whatever. 
Um, in the film, Albie was the very first glader that lived by himself in the glade for a month until another boy arrived rather than a whole group of original gladers. Um, in the book, Teresa wrote, Wicked is good on her arm. In the film, Thomas and Teresa have dreams where they hear scientists repeating, Wicked is good. In the book, Galley throws a knife at Thomas. In the film, Galley shoots a gun. Uh, in the book, Thomas beats Galley up with his fists for killing Chuck. In the film, Mino throws a spear at Galley, impaling him in the chest. Um, however, he reappears later in both the book and the film. On only Albie is ever cured through the serum through the serum in the film. He, Galley, and Ben remain the only gladers to ever get stung by the grievers, but the latter two never receive the serum as they do in the books. Also, Galley is stung by the grievers when the gladers try to escape the maze and not prior to Thomas's arrival. In the book, the walls of the glade remain open at night. Teresa wakes up from her coma. In the film, the walls remain open the night when Thomas and Mino discovered the Griever Hole. Once the walls remain open, the Grievers enter the glade. In the book, the Grievers enter multiple nights and take only one glader per visit. In the film, the Grievers attack the glade once and kill about half of the gladers. Um, in the film, Albie dies when the Grievers enter the glade and thus does not escape the maze and sacrifice himself. Um, in the film, Ben is the second in command of the runners. In the book, Ben is a member of the builders. Then why was he in the maze? Um, yeah, apparently in the movie, the Groovers could not roll. Apparently that was a big thing in the books is they rolled. Yeah, they were like basically metal balls that rolled around and then they like turned into scorpion-like things. Oh. Well, they could have had them do that easy enough in the movie, but apparently they did not. Mm. Um, so that was essentially the first movie. Mm. Uh, I thought it was really good. Obviously, it made me watch the next two. Um, let's see real quick. The The second plot, the second movie is Scorch something, the Scorch Trials. Mm -hmm. um, so movie-wise, this starts off with Thomas as a young boy being taken from his mother. Uh, put onto like what looks like a train or a bus of some fashion, and then meeting Ava Page uh, from Wicked. Um, then it goes to years later, apparently, shortly after being rescued from the maze, uh, Thomas and the remaining Gladers, Newt, Mino, Teresa, Frypan, Winston, Tim, and Jack are all taken to a facility run by Mr. Jansen, who is played by the guy who plays Littlefinger uh, in Game of Thrones. 
So you instantly know he's bad. Uh, he explains that the facility is a safe haven protecting f- the kids from Wicked uh, because they are immunes. Um, it also keeps them safe from the flare virus and the cranks. They give them clothes, food, you know, showers, things like that. Uh, they start realizing, or, or I don't think anybody really starts realizing anything until Al, I think it's Alvy or Eris, Eris, not Alvy. Um, Eris kind of pops in and gets Thomas's attention one night in their bunks through a vent, and then shows them that these people are going into a door and then that they never come back out. So obviously, Thomas, being a super curious person. Uh, decides that they're going to eventually go look into this. They go in there, they find out there's all these kids that are just, like, dangling, and, like, their blood's being taken and filtered through stuff, um, trying to get close to getting a cure for this virus. Um... And then, essentially, the whole... As soon as that happens, they all start trying to figure out a way to break out of this fucking place. Um, I'm sure there was... From what I remember, Rob, you said this was a lot different than the movie in the books. Yeah, this is completely different. Uh, so, in the books, in the, uh, like I said, in the book, like, movie says it would have been way less interesting. Because like here they're fighting with the sci- they end up fighting with the scientists and with Littlefinger. Well, uh, in the book they just are abandoned completely. Like they, they go to sleep, they wake up and Teresa's gone and Eris is in her place, and then they're just locked inside. The water's turned off. They still have food, but they're out of water, uh, <clears throat> and so they have to find a way out. Uh, so then they start travel. They just find this a way out. Uh, I remember some kind of underground tunnel where this this weird silver stuff that uh, rolling along the ceiling. Like it was pitch dark, and they couldn't see anything. And there was this weird like silver liquid on the ceiling that would drop down randomly, and if it landed on your head, like it solidified and then rolled away with your head. Uh, so, and then they come out, and then they find out that there there was a girl group because Eris explains how he was with a girl group, and that their leader. Basically, their Thomas was killed because nobody jumped in front of the knife for her. Uh, like, it was basically the same scenario, except nobody saved her. So she died instead. Uh, and then Eris was their psychic, because, like I said, Teresa had psychic powers in the book, so Eris has psychic powers in the book as well. And then they find out that they're in a race with the girl group to get to the other side of the city, because they come out in like a desert city. I don't remember. I don't remember how they find out they're in a race with the girl group, but they just do. So the two groups are racing to like a helicopter extraction, and only one of them gets to go. Yeah, there is no race in this book, <laughs> except for the race for their lives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, after they end up, they 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 find their way with Eris's help. They find their way out of the facility that they're being held in. And they arrive at an abandoned marketplace where they first encounter cranks, which are just essentially human zombies. Um, In the process, Winston gets infected by one of them. Uh, Apparently, Jack is killed by another. 
when morning comes, they find the remains of the city. Uh, Winston's infection gets worse, forcing the rest of the group to leave him alone to die by shooting himself with a gun that Newt gives him, preventing his transformation into a crank. Um, the group continues the venture through the desert until one night while sleeping, Thomas wakes up to see a lights on in a civilization off in the distance as a thunderstorm emerges. The entire group outruns a thunderstorm. Um, they almost make it before Mino gets struck by lightning, but survives. Um, they manage to enter the facility only to be surrounded by a bunch of zombies that are chained up. And then that's when Brenda and Jorge, uh, join the fray. Brenda shows up and, you know, walks through all the zombies because there's a certain path and has them all follow her. They go to meet Jorge. Um, after Jorge talks to them for a while, they end up tying all of them up. Um, and then eventually Wicked shows up being led by Jansen with some helicopters. And Jorge goes and sends Brenda to go get them and then like puts on some like Dolly Parton music or some shit and uh, pretty much has the whole place rigged to explode where after the song ends the place blows up but they all like zip line to like the next building over except for Brenda and Thomas because Brenda goes back for something and Thomas goes back for her and then they get separated from the rest of the group uh but they end up getting out of the building before it explodes, as it's exploding. And they make their way to a city. Brenda and Thomas, like, they end up going into, like, a sewer system where they see, like, these plant-like zombie crank people. And then they get chased out, and then they have to, like, there's, like, this big scene where they're, like, climbing up rubble and through, like, a, a skyscraper that's tipped over onto another one. And I told Rob, I was like, if this is ever an actual apocalyptic scenario, I'm dead. There's way too much climbing involved. I'm the kind of guy where it's like, if I was in the sewer and all those zombies showed up, I just got to fight my way out. I'm going to die if I try to run. So, um, well, I feel like with that logic, Webby, you just you you fight yourself. You start fighting your way out, and then if that all of all, or you start running your way out, and all else fails, you fight your way out. Like you don't just immediately go to. The well, the thing is, is if like with me, so I got a tank, I got a big tank of gas in me that just burns real fast. So if I spend half of that running, then I'm going to be tired while fighting. But if I just spend it all fighting. I mean, I'll get in the good but hits that I got. You say that, but you got the adrenaline in there. That I mean, fair. Down. You never and know until that scenario down. happens that, yeah, adrenaline could affect you. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll just, I'll Hulk smash and like rip a car in half. <laughs> <laughs> might. It's possible. Um, but yeah, so there was a couple oh. scenes in there that like even Rob was like, that's what? fucked up. <laughs> like when I'm Brenda sorry. smashes into like the window of the tipped over building. And then she's like barely stepping on it. And it's like spreading the cracks. And then a zombie yeah. lands on her and the window doesn't break. Yeah. She's like standing up and it's like crack, 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 
crack, crack, crack. Like every every like move she makes, it's like cracking the glass more, and it sounds very fragile. And then the fucking zombie la- lands on her, and then they're like struggling, like slamming each other, like rolling over and stuff, and it's still not breaking. Yeah. It doesn't break until Thomas smashes it himself or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> Um, anyway, they, they end up making their way into the city. They're looking for some dude. I don't remember his name. Someone that Jorge knows. Uh, we end up meeting fucking, what's his face from A Knight's Tale and from Firefly, the, the pilot guy from Firefly. Uh, Alan Tudyk, Uh, that's his name. There you go. Boom. I knew I'd remember it eventually. Um... Marcus. He was supposed to be playing Marcus. And uh, Rob's like, oh man, if they ever meet these fancy people hosting a party, that scene's really messed up. And this was that scene, apparently, but it really wasn't all that bad. I guess it's much different in the books. Yeah, I don't really remember what happens. I just remember it was bad when they went there. And then it happened, and it was like not that bad. And I'm like, yeah, either I'm misremembering or something worse happened. And then Thomas <laughs> Thomas loses consciousness, wakes back up with Teresa uh, <clears throat> looking over him. And they're at... Uh, oh, they're still at Marcus's. They end up stealing Marcus's truck and going towards this right arm group that they've been looking for. Um, this is where they meet them on the, the, on the highway, a bunch of snipers pin them down. And then you meet the girls that were part of Eris's group. Um, yeah. And they're all, you know, they're all getting better. Brenda was bitten in this exchange, but the doctor there is able to take Thomas's blood and make a serum that she thinks should just slow the disease. Uh, we find out later on it ended up curing her, um, which apparently is different in the books. But uh, in any case, they're at the right arms encampment, and Teresa fucks them all over. Teresa ends up somehow contacting and letting Wicked know where they are, and then like all hell and breaks loose. And Wicked raids this camp, kills a bunch of people, rounds up all the kids. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't remember where this movie left off. I think it left off with just Ava and Jansen and Teresa taking a bunch of the kids, Mino included, mm-hmm. in that in that dope ass helicopter. And flying away. And then uh, Thomas essentially saying that he can't leave Mino behind. You know, he, he made a promise to Mino and uh, that he's going after him. And everybody says, you know, hey, that's, this is a suicide mission, essentially. But, yeah, we're with you. You know, just why the fuck not? Uh, and that's pretty much where the second movie ends. Now, differences between the novel and the film. This is the only... Well, the whole thing was different because in the movie, they've actually escaped Wicked, where in the books, they only think they have, and all of this is still a Wicked setup. Right. So from this article, some of the differences between the novel and the film. 
The main premise of the book is that the Gladers are forced by Wicker to participate in a second trial, having to complete the task of reaching the other side of Scorch. The main premise of the movie, however, is that the Gladers actually escape from Wicked, and their their experiments uh, and end up out in the Scorch. As such, the trial is absent in the film, which is the whole, which as a whole is very loose adaptation of the book. Uh, following their escape from the maze, the Gladers are not taken to a three-room building to recover from the maze and prepare for the next assignment. Instead, they are taken to a rather large facility where Wicked intends to perform experiments on them. Uh, the group traversing the Scorch in the film is much smaller uh, and consists of mostly named characters of the book. Um, unlike the book, Winston does not die in the thunderstorm, but instead is bitten by a crank. He commits suicide before he can turn uh, full zombie-like. Oh, so in the book, Winston died to a thunderstorm? He got struck by lightning? Yeah, like Mino did, except he died. Yeah. Uh, also, unlike the book, Teresa is not separated from the other Gladers long-term. She is briefly taken by Wicked and rescued by the Gladers before escaping the Scorch with them. Uh, there's no mention of a different stages of the flare. All victims encountered behave zombie-like. Um, the right arm and Vince do not make an appearance, nor are they mentioned until the death cure but both appear in the second movie. The Gladers overhear Wicked discussing the right arm and cross the Scorch because they hope they will find shelter with them. Additionally, a character working for the right arm named Mary was created specifically for the movie franchise. Uh, in the movie, Jorge and Brenda are explicitly said to not have the flair when they are encountered and run a camp of survivors rather than a camp of flare victims. Their motivation for following the Gladers across the Scorch is that they also hope to find security from the right arm. Uh, Thomas is never shot in the shoulder in the film. Apparently in the book he was shot. Uh, Sonia and Harriet are not working with Teresa, but for the right arm instead. In the movie, Teresa betrays Thomas and the Gladers by giving away their location to Wicked, rather than luring only Thomas into a gas chamber, as she did in the book. Eris has no part in the betrayal. The book concludes with the Gladers completing their tasks and getting rescued by Wicked before <laughs> Thomas is separated from his friends. The movie ends with the Gladers and the right arm receiving a crushing defeat from Wicked, during which Mino is recaptured. The Gladers swear to free him from free their friend from his imprisonment. In the book, Eris betrays Thomas, and in the film he never betrays him. And in the book, twenty Gladers survive after the Scorch, and in the film it's nine. It's kind of a big difference there. Yeah, that's what I said. Like they had a lot, a larger, a much larger group, and then like because the girl group and the boy group combine into one, and that's why there were still twenty. That was why there were twenty of them. So, but uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say. So the last one that I have that I've been reading from, I've been reading from the 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 Maze Runner wiki or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
this last one that covers the death cure does not have a part on the bottom like the other two did where it specifically tells me the differences between the novel and the movies. Yeah. Well, the like I said, the big difference of the second one was that they actually in the movie they've actually escaped Wicked, where in the second book they're still under Wicked's control. And even at the end, like they're I know that they threatened to kill uh Brenda and Jorge at the end of the book, but the Greater's like threatened to throw the guy off the ship instead, and then they're like, Oh well that that was your final test or whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, and that's how it ends. But um the reason why they couldn't do the betrayal thing with Eris and, and Teresa is because they, like I said, in the book, they were psychic. So they were able to set it up between the two of them because it was another test mm. that they were supposed to do on Thomas. And it wouldn't make sense for the book for them to be coordinating like that. I mean, for the movie, because they are not psychic. <laughs> right. Uh... Yes. So in the, cause in the book, he she convinces the girls that he's bad that he I think she says he raped her and like beat her up, which none of it was true. So the girls take him prisoner, and then finally, though talking through the girls, he convinces them that Teresa's the liar, not him. So then they kind of like make Teresa leave, uh, but then she lures him away, and her is supposedly her and Eris are supposed to be having an affair, and they lock him in it, the gas chamber to kill him. And they're like laughing at him, blah, blah, blah. But it was all a setup. And then Teresa's like apologizes when they let him out. And she's like, Wicked made me do it. They said I had to or they'd kill you and blah, blah, blah. So like there's a whole like subplot thing there. <clears throat> and then he refuses to speak to either of them again. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, also, we don't really see much of Eris after this. That I remember. Yeah. Well, he was in the train car, and he, yeah. yeah, that was pretty much it. And he was at the end, end too. But. Yeah. Um. So the third movie, called the Death Cure, um, it essentially starts off they they hijack a train with a bunch of kids in one of the cars. They think Mino's in it because they're trying to save Mino. They end up stealing that dope-ass fucking helicopter and then airlifting the train cargo crate, just the one, out of there. They end up finding out Mino's not part of that, but, you know, some they, you know, they rescued a bunch of kids, so still good. Uh, and then Thomas essentially takes it upon himself, you know, after talking to Vince... And he pretty much says, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, makes up his mind. He's going to go get Mino. When he goes to leave, Newt and Frypan are there. They're obviously not going to let him do it alone. Uh, Mino's their friend, too. So they all decide to go into the city. They're going to try, they got to try to find a way into the city. Uh, they end up taking a truck and getting stuck halfway through, like, a tunnel and get saved by Brenda and Jorge. Uh, so then it's all five of them. They see the city with the massive walls. They get down close. They're trying to find a way in. Um, a drone picks up on the the neck scan of Thomas. And then they open fire on the crowd using the massive like missile launcher things on the walls. 
Uh, they end up escaping. They run into this is where you run into Galley again, who's like with the group of uh, gas masked people. Uh, they end up meeting. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's the dude from Justified who has a real messed up face because he's a crank, but he's not a fully turned crank yet. Uh, and they find a way into the city, and then they devise this big plot. They kidnap Teresa, uh, find out where they're holding Mino, make Teresa take all of the, the, the neck plant, implant things out, the chips or whatever. Um... And then they come up with a plan where they're gonna how they're gonna try to save Mino that involves Teresa. It's I, I mean, I don't know where it's kinda like Final Fantasy VII. I keep re- I kept referencing that whole building, the wicked building to the Shinra Corp. Because to me it looked the same. Uh but anyway, they bust in, they save Mino. Their fucking chaos ensues. Uh they try to get back uh to a rendezvous point. Brenda was supposed to wait for them in a bus, but they fucking, they caught on to her, so she had to run through the city. She went on a high-speed chase in a bus. These buses, man. Uh, And then they got airlifted out by a massive crane. So then they needed help getting out of the city. They had to make it to a certain point because they said that they had a, a, an evac waiting for them, which was the helicopter. But what? Newt, we find out this whole time that Newt's been infected, um, and it's getting worse. Uh, so he's obviously not an immune, which is which is why you know, uh, Rob had to explain to me, and I'm not exactly sure where they where they mentioned it or if this was this point in the movie where you're supposed to realize it that all of the people from the Glades. Some of them were immune, and some of them weren't. Um, yeah, in the books, you don't find out to the last one either. Yeah. Uh, but he did say it after he showed Thomas his arm in the movie. He said, I guess some of us weren't immune. They had to have, like, a control group or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he sends Mino and Galley up ahead to try to get the, the, the cure, essentially, because they have the serum. The Brenda has it. And she's at the extraction point. And then Thomas and Newt start trying to make it there. They make it, I don't know, probably about halfway. They make it to a clearing where there's no longer a war happening. Because at this point, the dude with no nose pretty much just blew himself up to blow the front gates open of the of the whole city. And all of the, all of the people from the outside walls just started flooding in and just chaos everywhere. Um, Newt starts to turn, but he's like, he's like half turned and half not like he has these moments where he like, he lunges and he fights Thomas like a ravenous fucking zombie. But then there's like moments of clarity where he stops and eventually they fight. And I think Newt Newt did it on purpose, but he went, he lunged at him with a knife. But when they ended up like slamming together, it forced the knife into Newt's chest because Newt tried to kill himself with the gun, but Thomas stopped him. Um, so as Newt died, Brenda, you know, or Teresa went on the intercom throughout the entire city and was broadcasting to Thomas saying that his blood was the cure and that he could save Newt. He just needed to come back to the tower 
uh, this, that, and the other thing. And when Brenda finally showed up with the serum after Newt died, Thomas just walked away from her and went back to the tower thing. And then Ava was shot by Jansen, which I knew was going to happen. That fucker. And Jansen knocked him out with some, like, injection to the neck. Um... He wakes up strapped to a table with Teresa taking blood and making a cure. Jansen's explaining his big fucking overall scheme of, well, we're going to be able to pick who survives and who doesn't, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then the whole city, the the building starts getting attacked by the people out in the city. And eventually it comes down to uh, Cranks killed Jansen. Teresa had the cure. And threw Thomas onto the airplane, or onto the helicopter, and then Teresa fell to her death. She was a horrible, horrible person, and like I told Rob, 99% of the people on that helicopter were like, hmm, I'm okay with this outcome. (laughs) You know, we have Thomas, we don't need you. Uh, And then it shows, essentially, them at their paradise area. They're on the beach. The boat that they were working on is out in the ocean. Uh, there's a bunch of people with huts and stuff, and they're doing working just like the glade, just on a beach. And they have a big rock for you to chisel names into the, for the people that you lost. And it was very heartwarming ending, uh, to it all, which I'm sure is, not necessarily how that happens in the book. I know one big thing that Rob told me is different is the fact that in the books there was no cure. Yep. So. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So I mean, almost the complete <laughs> last movie is different from the book um, because, like I said, at the end of the second book, they're still under Wicked's control and they get picked up by that helicopter. So the helicopter takes them directly to the last city. There's no breaking in. There's no train derailment or whatever. So they all come out and they're they like Wicked's like, okay, the trials are done. Uh, we just need to like check you all, and then you can go do what the hell you want. So that's when you learn because. Uh, uh, Newt gets scanned that, and they, he finds out he has the virus and he's not immune. Uh, and I can't remember... I know in the book he goes away, like, he just basically says, I'm, I'm going to go away and die somewhere in a corner. And then... But I'm not sure if that's it. Because it's been a while since I've read the books, and like most book series, I read the first one, and then when the second one came out, I read the first one again, and then I read the second one. So then when the third one came out, I read the first one again and the second one again. So I've only read the third one once, and it's been a while. So it's the one I, I remember the least. Um, but I, I don't know if he just goes off and you never see him again, or if he comes back at some point and he dies protecting them or something. I kind of I kind of vaguely remember that might be the case, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but anyway, so there's the right hand. There's the, the people breaking into the city. Um, and then, but in the books, you find out that Ava's plan all along, because she knew that the the flare couldn't be cured, was to basically teach the immunes how to survive in the future, uh, in the world that they were going to have to live in, basically, um, because they created, like, a safe haven, uh, and, but it only had enough room for so many people, 
So basically, the strongest of the immune were given a, a space, and there's like a fight that ensues through the whole wicked headquarters. Um, and then, like I said, there's portals and stuff. So they're racing to the portal to get to the. Uh, you, you're actually you don't know what it is until the very end. They just know they're trying. They have to get to this portal. So when they go through, Ava like left them a message about how this is a safe haven, and then when it would be sealed until basically the rest of humanity dies off, and then they'll be able to go and spread and re rebuild humanity, basically. So basically, that was all Ava's doing from the beginning, what she was trying to accomplish. <clears throat> now, and I, I, mm-hmm. in the books, does Ava die? Uh, everybody pretty much dies in the books. Well, I, I, I think. I mean, does she die to something other than the the disease? Like, does, I don't. Does... I don't remember. Oh. Like I said, I don't know if you were there for that part because I saw you go to the bathroom. But yeah. I I remember the third book the least because I've only read it once. Like the other books, I read a couple times, so it's the one I don't remember the. I don't really remember the best. <clears throat> but, but yeah, I don't. I don't remember if she died or not. From like in the book. Or if it was just later on, they assumed she died from the virus or whatever at some point. Um, this was the the movie that Dylan O'Brien was was injured filming. Uh, happened on March eighteenth. Production was placed on hold when Dylan O'Brien was seriously injured filming a stunt scene involving a car where he fractured either his cheekbone or orbital socket. Um, the only thing I could think of is it had to have been that train scene. Because, I mean, they don't shoot movies in order, so that could have been one of the later scenes that they shot. Yeah. Um. No, it wasn't um, in order. It was, so the thing about that one, though, is this, this actual movie got delayed uh, a good chunk. It was supposed to, I think, come out in 2017 originally. Um, or early, early 2018. Uh, but because of his injury, the it did Pulse production for a while, a good bit. They were even talking about possibly having to cancel the movie because he wasn't getting better at one point. Right. So, uh, it might have been that scene, but it definitely did uh, it wasn't, I know it wasn't for sure I know for a fact it wasn't one of the the later scenes in the movie. It was pretty early, early on, it was pretty if not early on, it was like midway through they still had a lot a lot to film when that happened because it paused production for a while. Uh Stopped due to yeah. They resumed production on March second, two thousand seventeen. So almost an entire year. Yeah, like I said, I thought that we were was meant to come out. I thought in twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, we're, we're filming. I think in twenty sixteen. And the film's release date was delayed to January twelfth, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I, yeah, I know they, I, I remember correct because they were talking about at one point if he wasn't going to get, if he wasn't getting better, they were going to have to, the movie was going to have to get scrapped, or they were going to have to figure out a way to like recast him. Yeah, because it was, uh, it, it it was getting messed up, real bad. So, uh, but all in all, I mean, so R- Rob, you had stated earlier that y- you you liked. And we're okay with the changes that they made to the movie from the book. Yeah, and that's a lot not of the book... normally a, a common occurrence amongst book readers. 
the book would have been too, or like parts of the book would have been too boring because you like it can't you can't show on TV what people are thinking and stuff like that. There was a lot of that, so it's kind of like okay, like even the psychic stuff and whatnot that they took out is like okay, well you wouldn't have been able to know that unless they like did their psychic voice or whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, but. But yeah, like, I think it was more interesting as a movie this way, like, they actually escaped from Wicked, and Wicked was trying to hunt them down, rather than just, like, oh, we're still being watched by Wicked, blah, 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 blah. Like, the book had a lot more, like, psychological twists and stuff, because mm-hmm. you were never sure if they were really out of Wicked's grasp or not, which is kind of, but, like, you can't really portray that well in movie form, so it's more like... At like um, more like making it almost an action movie, like oh yeah, we're fighting back against Wicked because they're the the definite bad guys and we escaped and blah 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 blah. It's not like this morally gray like hmm whatever. Right. I mean, it kind of is too because they're talking about the, the cure, which there was no cure in in the book. Uh, but it like it's like okay, well, this cure could save everybody. Is it worth it to torture these people to get the cure? Like it, it's that kind of morally gray. Whereas in the book, it's more like, uh, yeah, we're looking for a cure, but Ava's really just trying to prepare people for a new world that they're going to have to live in once everyone's gone kind of thing. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so was there anything in the book that you remember that you are upset that they didn't put in the movie? Like, was there any type of like iconic scene in the book that wasn't brought onto film? that you think should have been or no? I mean, not really like things that seemed like they were going to be left out ended up being put in, in different ways. So there's not really anything I can think of where I'm like, Oh God, they didn't put that in. It's terrible. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, this was my first time ever seeing the movies. I, I've never read the book. Um, me personally, I'm giving the I'm 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 going to rate this as a series as a whole, not individually. Um, so all three movies, I'm going to give this like an eight. Like this, this was a to me, it was a good movie series. I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't, you know, you ended up. Liking the people that you're supposed to like, hating the people you're supposed to hate, and then feeling betrayed by the people that you <laughs> thought you liked but ended up not liking at the end. Uh, I, it hit all the buttons for me. I thought it was a great movie um, or, or a series of movies. I very, very much recommend this to anybody who hasn't seen them. Um, Rob, what do you what what are your thoughts on 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 now that you've seen the last two movies? I mean, I I kind of gave my thoughts. I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> mean? rating and would you recommend? Oh, uh, uh, probably give them a seven total to combine. Um, I mean, the first one I would give an an eight, and then like a seven and a six. So together, they're like a seven. All right, so uh, you, 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 you liked the last movie the least? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'd say, yeah, like a seven. And yeah, I would recommend watching them. 
Uh, I suppose you, I suppose you recommend everybody read the books. Yeah. Okay. Just be prepared because they're very different from the movies. They're more like in your head, like conspiracy type. I don't know. Like it's just a different feeling from the movie. Where the movie was more like action, actiony. The right. books are very like mysterious. Uh, yeah, it's more like a cerebral type of book than the movies make it out to be. I got gotcha. you. What about you, Devin? And I know I, uh, it's been a while since you've seen the movies. You said, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, I rewatched all of them. So I rewatched all of them um, around the same time the third one came out because uh, I, I watched the first two. I really enjoyed the first two. Uh, the third one, I, I enjoy the third one too. I'm kind of in the same boat as Rob. I do feel they progressively got worse for me, and I would give them right around a seven, seven and a half overall as a series. Yeah. And a lot of the first two movies are kind of. Uh, interchanged with a lot of other movies in my head only because this this movie was released right around the time that 2014 15, 13 14 15 16 range uh where they just decided to vomit young adult novels onto the screen yeah due to the success due to the success of hunger games yeah i, I um, get that so you got this, you got Divergent. I really enjoyed Divergent. Um, I, that was a really good show, movie. I enjoyed that movie, both of those movies. Uh, the third one, unfortunately, I think they canceled that series, like I said. That was a disappointment. Uh, I don't think anyone watched that movie, but uh, I actually quite enjoyed Divergent. Uh, I thought that was a good movie. But as far as this movie goes, we're not talking about Divergent. As far as the movie goes, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed these movies. Um, I, as you guys were talking about it, I was, it was kind of bringing back some memories for me. Um, had I had I known a little bit more ahead of time, I would have at least rewatched the first one, or at least like spot watched a couple of them, so I could have been like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I overall, I really do enjoy uh, the movies as, as a series. I really think I think watching all three of them together, back to back to back, gives you does give you a little bit more uh, appreciation of the last two. Because um, I do remember when I watched like when I watched the third one, because I didn't watch them like all, all together. Uh, I kind of watched them it was like probably a couple weeks apart but i mean i did when i the third one came out i kind of rewatched all of them because i watched the first two i never saw the first one the second one came out and then i watched the first one and the second one and i kind of enjoyed both of those like as like a, mo- a one movie if that makes yeah. sense yep and then the third one came out and i kind of like watched the first one again watched the second one again well i, I actually no i started watching the third one and then i was like i kind of forgot what happened it's kind of weird um, and I was like, well, I'm going to go back and rewatch some of them. So I rewatched the first one, rewatched the second one, but they were kind of like weeks apart. Um, and then watch the third one, but yeah, I, I would recommend overall, I would recommend the movie. I, I do think it's solid. It's a good movie. Uh, it's a good series. I, I would personally uh, say, wait until you have like a rainy Sunday after you or something. It just you watch all out, three. I do think it three. works better as all three. Like if you watch them all together, I do think it works better. Um, is that, what you're, is, is that what you're about to say? Yeah. Right? Yep. Watch all three of them. Um, so. personally, I really enjoyed the cast. I, I think they did really good with the casting. Honestly, like if it wasn't for some of the cast people that I recognized, I might not have been as invested in the movie. Like, you know how some movies, you mean if you hadn't watched Teen Wolf and you, Fell in love with styles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean that too. But I mean, like even like Littlefinger, like his character as the antagonist over the course of you know two of the movies. Like, ask Rob. I was like, I fucking hate this guy. This guy mm-hmm. needs to go. Like, 
uh, I don't know. Like sometimes, and like I've been finding this a lot with bones, especially. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like if you have a good cast and like a like good writing for like your antagonist and stuff, it keeps you hooked. Like this fucking in bones, this pissant guy. My God, I fucking hate this dude. His name's like Passant or some shit. He's yeah. He's he's an antag. He was the antagonist of the. Like, four seasons it was insane but anyway um i just I, like i think i overlooked this movie at the time because like i hadn't seen teen wolf so i didn't know who dylan o'brien was at the at, at the time um i didn't really know any of the other characters looking at like just the covers of some of these um but i don't know i i think the cast was a good choice for the cast and all around it was it was it was very good movie and it, it comes as you recommended um yeah yeah closing thought anybody have any closing thoughts mm-hmm. all right with that uh i guess we'll move on to we, we are at our where are we at time wise Oh, over an hour, close to an hour and 15. So we will do our wrap up. So we need a science corner, which I heard you talking science something on with some other people earlier, earlier this week. Yep. So I was I, talking about the temperature scales because I, I found out recently that the, the temperature scales are based on things, which I didn't realize. Um, so first of all, let's talk KFC because chicken is good. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the temperature scales are Kelvin, Fahrenheit, and Celsius, which is KFC. <laughs> uh, so Kelvin wise is the the measure of the universe uh, temperatures. So Kelvins are like in the extremes, like zero degrees Kelvin is absolute zero, which is no movement of anything is the coldest you can get, um, where all molecules are basically frozen solid, unless you're a frost <laughs> giant. Uh, and then, like, the upper ends of Calvin is to measure, like, the heat of stars, the center of stars, and stuff like that. Um, so the Celsius scale is based on water. So zero degrees Celsius is the temperature at which water freezes. And then 100 degrees Celsius is the temperature at which water becomes a gas. So it's basically zero degrees, water is solid. 100 degrees, water is a gas. And in between, it's where it's a liquid. Um, so that is how the Celsius scale is laid out. The... And the Fahrenheit scale is measured in the realms of humans. Uh, so how much damage will be done to human skin. So at zero degrees Fahrenheit, human, din be- human skin begins to take damage from cold. And at 100 degrees Fahrenheit, human skin begins to take damage from heat. And that's how that's laid out. Which I didn't know. <laughs> I wonder if there's any... Like, is there any particular reason why, like, if these all three of these now, like, these are valid, obviously valid temperature um, measurements? Mm-hmm. But is, so, is there a reason why, like, us as Americans, we prefer to use the Fahrenheit? Because we like to be different from Europe in all ways, which is also why we use miles instead of kilometers and stuff like that. So it's just us being difficult. Mm-hmm. So if it, yeah. if it wasn't for us, then there would be no Fahrenheit scale. Like, 
Probably not. I mean, it's it's valid for the reasons they made it, but they basically made it uh, because, eh, we don't want to use the European system. We want our own. We were being obstinate. <laughs> well, I mean, we did. Ameri- we did, you know, come to America because we were being oppressed by England, and we wanted to be different from them. Uh, and the reason why we don't use the Calvin scale for like, like regular temperatures, like oh, today it's going to be such and such degrees, is because the Calvins are a big jump. Like you would have to be like, oh, it's Calvins on the scale. Calvin scale were like three point nine five six seven three two, and then like like you would need decimal points still a lot to to use the Calvin scale. Oh, right. <laughs> but the Calvins are 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 that that's your more scientific scale of temperature measurement. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, zero is absolute zero, and then like they use it to measure like how hot lava is, and then stars and whatnot. So. Gotcha. Now, what I'm curious about, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, is on the Calvin scale, mm-hmm. what would essentially be your freezing temperature and your boiling point for water? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. All right. Well, maybe for next week. Till he's done. For a Kelvin, uh, water freezes at 273.15 Kelvin and boils at 373.15 Kelvin. Oh, all right. There you go. So 273.15 and 373.15. So very similar to uh, Celsius, which is zero and one hundred. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, is that all for the science corner this week? We're just talking temperatures. Mm-hmm. It's cold, you bitch. That's all everybody needs to know. It's fucking cold out. Uh, you got life advice, Devin? Uh, I do have a life advice. I have life advice from the uh, great Doctor Seuss. Um, I Dr. also Seuss said, Dr. Seuss said, uh, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Well, hmm. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's pretty good life advice. My life advice for you people goes with the science corner. That's stay warm. <laughs> that's all. All right. Well, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, Rob? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. Uh, and where can people find you on the internet, Devin? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie. You can find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay buying up all the Dr. Seuss books before he gets canceled for something stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that'll be the day when Dr. Seuss fucking makes people fucking... It'll happen eventually. Yeah, I know. It's so dumb. Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, and on Twitch at DMWebby. Uh, and also, we didn't talk about it. I got We got a new logo for SU. Yep. You guys have all seen it. You guys, hopefully, you know, this coming out, you guys will see it on there. I've changed it everywhere that I could think to change it. So if it pops up with the old logo somewhere, shoot me a message. I'll see what I can do about changing it. Uh, 
thank you very much to Alexa who who did the logo f- for us. Uh, I'm very happy with it. Uh, so with that being said, thank you for listening. We love you. Stay warm and fuck Booster Gold. I don't have my outro music ready. Here it is. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's turned super low. Turn that shit up. Still need to ask Ross to make us a bunch of like versions of this SU music. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to get one. Hear that, Ross? I'm coming for you. Yeah.